We're the Jorjor Brothers, and you're listening to Pod Bet. What's going on, George? What's going on, Sammy? How you doing today, man? Just living. It's a sunny day in Seattle, shockingly. Doesn't happen too often, so living Not well. Right. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, I always kind of start off a little weird rant at the beginning of a podcast. I am getting my second vaccine today, so we are recording a little earlier than we usually record. We like to record these, you know, in the evening times, and uh, today we're not because uh, I'm pretty worried about the the reaction to the second vaccine. I'm not like a... uh, I'm obviously not anti-vaxxer if I'm taking the vaccine, but a lot of people on the second dose have had adverse reactions. So, as someone who's never been sick sick since he's 18 years old, I am expecting my first... uh, episode with uh with a fever in 15 years you never know or nothing's gonna happen or nothing at all yeah exactly just it, the more you think about it the more likely you're gonna feel sick that's the problem that's true i already i told you before this pod i'm already it's like it's like a placebo effect i'm already feeling a little down and sick well george good luck and uh everybody if you haven't been here for the last episode we have a new segment called Passer shoot and we each have a topic. And before we get there, though, I feel like we never intro the pod. So I wanted to mention this is Pod That with the George Rule Brothers. I'm Sammy. And we got George with us today. And you can find us at Pod That on all platforms and at the Sports on Tap for our main brand or the Sports on Tap.com. Now, George, What's last up, week I did a sports topic and uh, you did a non sports topic. So we're right. flip flopping that this week. So you start this week with Pastor Shoot on what your topic is. And for those that don't know, basically, I'm either going to pass if I have no idea what the hell he's talking about or I'm going to shoot if I'm trying to guess what he's talking about. All right, man. <clears throat> I wanted to see. Do you know what? Or, sorry. Pastor Shoot, Sam. Do you know what the second most watched sport in the world is? I'm going to uh, shoot and I'm going to take right. a guess here. All right. I'm guessing number one is soccer, first of all. Absolutely. Or okay. football for those uh, in Europe. Yeah, football with the with a U. Um, and I'm going to guess number two is cricket. Absolutely. It is cricket, Sammy. Cricket is the second most watched sport in the world. So today I have 10 fun facts for you. About 10? 10 fun facts about the game of cricket. Good Lord. Okay. <laughs> all right. Fact number one. It is said that cricket originated where, do you think, Sammy, pass or shoot? India. England. Okay. They used to raise sheep. The grass was so short that it was possible to roll a lump of wool on it, and they used it as a ball. Fact number two. The first recorded game was played in 1646, and they started having to find people who missed church to go play cricket. Fact number three. In the 1760s, pitching a ball through the air was considered normal. Thus, the bat shape changed from a curve to a straight one. Four, the longest cricket match took place in 1939 between England and South Africa, Sammy. You know how long that match took? I'm not even going to guess. 14 days, and it ended with a tie. Fact number five. The two most common causes for pausing or suspending a cricket game is rain and bad lighting. Fact number six. When a batsman scores 100 runs, I don't even know what that, how you do that. It is called a century, and it is considered an achievement. Fact number seven, Sammy. A cricket game was once stopped because a pig ran across the field. It is even considered legal to suspend a game if an animal entered the field. I don't know why would it not be considered legal. Fact number eight. Only one player can run at a time, usually left for the umpire to decide who can run. 
Fact number nine, a cricket game has two umpires on the field and one off the field. And last but not least, fact number 10, despite being a team game, individuals are stressed upon and put under pressure. Those are 10 fun facts about cricket. I wasn't really expecting you to come out here with 10 fun facts, but um, there's your 10 fun facts about cricket in 2021. I just think the 14 day match is ridiculous. Like 14 days and you can end in a tie. Like why 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 can you play so long and end in a tie? Like you think okay, if you can end in a tie, let's just like do one day. Uh yeah, I think that one's pretty stupid. You know how I feel about ties. Um one thing one reason I have I struggle with soccer or football as people like to say it is because of the ties. Like that's one thing that I really struggle with because I'm like, wow, you just competed for so long and a tie just happened. Um but you know, George, next time, hit me with your, like, top three facts, all right? Well, it was, like, less than a minute. There was, like, my thing is, well, those facts had nothing, like, there was no comments needed about those facts. And I think I think the listeners got a lot of fun facts about cricket. They're like, man, I didn't know a pig once ran across the field in cricket and you can suspend a match due to an animal running on the field. Yeah, I mean, I could have guessed that, though. I know, same here. So... <laughs> All right, George. Passer shoot. Tim Allen, famous actor. I think you know who Tim Allen is, correct? Yeah. Um, God, I can't believe uh, Full House. Not Full House. What's the one he does? And like Home Improvement. There we go. Tim Allen, he's in Christmas with the Cranks. He's and like he's in Santa Claus. And Home Improvement. What's Home Improvement? I don't know. It's that. like one of the greatest 1990s shows or most famous 1990s shows. I didn't really watch it. It was starring Tim Allen called Home Improvement. That's where he got what his home improvement was his biggest thing. The Santa Claus, Santa Claus two, yada, yada. Yeah. Tim Allen, George, not Tim related Tim. to Paul Allen. Tim Allen, George was in jail. Actually, here, let's rephrase this. Tim Allen faced life in prison in 1978 for what? Oh, I'm going to pass this shit, man. Like, because there's a lot of things I can go here. I don't want to accuse of someone of murder um, without. Well, I uh, mean, if he was, if it, if it was murder outside of Ray Lewis, most people would still be in jail today, not be yeah. a famous movie star. Exactly. Well, I'm gonna show you that picture. You now know for sure who Tim Allen is. Yep. So as funny that it is, because he looks like an old guy and he looks the same age. Tim Allen, and this is kind of crazy. In 1978, he was arrested with 1.5 pounds of cocaine. He faced life in prison but made a deal to provide the names of the other drug dealers in exchange for a lighter sentence. He was paroled two years and four months and uh, then later got into an acting career and somehow cocaine dealer Tim Allen became, became a, like a Santa Claus figure. Yeah, and like a long-term like family fun movie like like star character, right? And not going to lie, this is, this, is, this is shocking. Like, I, are you sure? That, is this the same Tim Allen? Like, it, it looks like him. Is this a fake story? Like, what the hell? Why, why is this not more well known as a fact? Like, this is this is ridiculous. Tim Allen. I mean, the the resemblance. It's Tim Allen. <laughs> no, no, I know it is. It's totally Tim Allen. But like, what in Kalamazoo, Michigan? Wow. I mean, yeah, that, I did some more research after because I found this on a Twitter page called Mister What the Fuck Facts, and I was like, yeah. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how accurate Mister What the Fuck Facts are. So I looked it up, and like he talks about it. He's like, I was crazy back in the day when I was like in my youth, and 
you can actually find this on the sports on tap.com. We always do write-ups about our topics. And I think we'll probably have a little more information about it. Uh, Cause I haven't yeah, fully well, read it, but <laughs> it, it's pretty crazy. Like the, I just, I think it's funny because sometimes you'll see a lot of these actors, right? He's like a family home movie, like star, but mm-hmm. then like you just see these random things on the internet. Like, Oh, he had life in prison for cocaine, but then, you know, was a was a snitch and then got out and it's yeah, like I mean, that, and that's crazy. another thing about it like he's he's a damn snitch too like that's not always a good thing i mean this time it worked out for him to, be, to snitch on people but i don't know man i just i now i can never watch any tim allen movie quite the same so i don't know if I, like you know when you see him being santa claus and stuff like what like this this, this is insane insane facts i mean insane it's an insane fact well george we'll get on to some sports today um we both I, I I won that pass or shoot, I guess, because uh, you know, I got I got mine right. I actually was surprised I knew cricket was a was the second best sport or second most watched sport in, in the world, but it was a good guess. Um I did not expect you to guess why Tim Allen was uh arrested for life in prison at one point, um mm-hmm. in nineteen seventy nine, whenever it was. That would have been a wild, wild accurate guess. Well, um, I mean I probably could have guessed drugs, but I don't think I would have been like one point five pounds of cocaine. Yeah, but drugs is like too cliche of an answer. I mean, like exactly. it would be not, you know, you want you want like a real real thought. Well, we'll get on to Dak Prescott, George, because Mr. Dak Prescott himself, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, after breaking an I don't know, breaking is an understatement, after shattering, dismantling mm-hmm. his ankle, whatever it is. Like it was glass, unfortunately. Yeah, like it was the ankle was gone. Somehow Dak Prescott after long negotiations ends up with a four-year 160 million dollar deal with the cowboys and he's the second highest paid quarterback in the nfl i don't even know where to start um there's a lot of things there's there's a segment we talked about george that i think we should start with which is things we never thought would happen that happened and i got this inspiration from a tiktok because it was one of those what are some what's something in your 20s that you thought was normal that isn't normal and the person was like blacking out every weekend in your 20s, you think that's normal. And then you realize. You don't think that's normal still? <laughs> I do not. Maybe you'll have to have a talk with me uh, after the pod. George George is the softest drinker I know now. So this whoa, guy's trying whoa, to play whoa, 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 Relax, relax. George I, drinks two I, drinks and he's like, hey, buddy, I'm a little tipsy out here. I drink more than two. I drink three when I say I'm tipsy. I can have two drinks with the best of them. I'm the best yeah. two drinker ever. In your 20, you could drink. So in my 20s, I can have like 47 drinks. So the point of this was, what's things that you thought in your 20s that were right. true that aren't true? And so I thought we, we would talk about some things that we thought were true in sports that never turned out to be true. And the first thing that came to my mind when we talked about Dak Prescott is you mentioned on our the franchise. The franchise tag. Look, a lot of people always, I mean, rightfully so, because we, you know, we haven't really seen it. Figure, okay, why do we not like the franchise tag? Because it doesn't guarantee you any money. We want to get paid, and the franchise tag puts all the, you know, pressure on the player to perform and not get hurt. And if he gets hurt, the team can just cut him without getting a long-term deal. Dak Prescott, well, kind of bucked that trend, right? I mean, everyone when Dak got hurt, the first thing was like, man. 
Dak doesn't even have a contract. He lost out on a lot of money. Dak got franchise tag. The teams are such dicks. Fuck Jerry Jones. Fuck the Cowboys. I can't believe they did this to Dak. I mean, got paid as the second highest paid quarterback of all time. So in a weird way, he kind of like bucked that trend in a way. He's maybe it's because he's a quarterback. I don't know if like that happened to a wide receiver, corner, running back, left tackle. Maybe they wouldn't have got paid this type of money. But maybe with the quarterback position, it doesn't matter if you're a good quarterback, whether you're coming off an injury or not coming off an injury, you're going to get paid. Yeah, and that's kind of wild to me that it happened. But we'll get into that a little more after I give you my um, what I thought was going to be true that never really happened, which was I really thought Tony Romo was eventually because that team it was finally set up for Tony Romo to maybe win a Super Bowl, like the offensive line they had, running backs, receivers, defense. I really thought Tony Romo was a true top three or four Super Bowl contender with the Cowboys. Yep. And then hurt his back and never, we never, we saw him play in a game once, but we never saw Tony Romo play again. And I just think it's really interesting because it was one of those where I think with that team, as good as Dak was as a young guy, Tony Romo was still a better quarterback, but they couldn't let, they, they had to like, he was good enough where you had to move on to the future, but. Mm-hmm. I really thought Tony Romo was finally going to get a shot at the Super Bowl, and I think it was kind of stripped away from us. Yeah, I just kind of wonder, like, that that season, right? Like, they were primed, like you said, it was probably the most loaded Cowboys team in the Tony Romo era. I mean, he got hurt in week one week one or two. Dak comes in, plays pretty well. Uh, we, You know, I used to joke and call him Dink and Dak because he used to literally dink and duck his way to the to games. And now he's a much more dynamic and much better quarterback when he was his rookie year. But you just wonder, right, like that Green Bay Packers game that you saw Tony Romo warming up on the sidelines because Dak was playing so bad in the first half. You just wonder what would have happened if they let Tony Romo regain his starting job without offensive line in that team. Would they have won a Super Bowl? Would they have gone to the Super Bowl? Would they have won one more playoff game and went on to an NFC championship game? I'm not quite sure, but it just, you know, it's one of those things you think about. And you just wonder, are they going to ever get back to a Super Bowl? Is Dak going to lead them to a Super Bowl? If you think about it, like when I was growing up in the 90s, the Cowboys won three Super Bowls, I think, in the 90s. They haven't been back to an NFC champion, not even an NFC championship game since. I can't, I don't know when was the last time they went to an NFC championship. So, like, the Cowboys brand is so big, but it's time for them to win some games because, yes, we we remember them as America's team, as a team that won a lot of games, but it just hasn't been the case. Let's let's keep this simpler. I think I saw this yesterday on ESPN of, like, the Cowboys beat writer. Mm -hmm. If you're the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, you either win a Super Bowl or you're a failure. Like, Tony Romo, no matter how good he was – it's considered long-term like a failure as America's team, as Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Same goes for like the Green Bay Packers a lot of times. Like Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, if they didn't win Super Bowls, no matter how good they were, it would have been a failure, right? With the Dallas Cowboys, Tony Romo turned out to be a failure, no matter how good he was. And if Dak Prescott doesn't win a Super Bowl after becoming the second highest paid quarterback. I wouldn't call it failure. I'd call it big disappointment. Sure, but it, it is to the Cowboys. I'm saying what the Cowboys mantra. I'm not saying from our perspective. Right. I'm saying the Cowboys mantra. Like this was a Cowboys beat writer. The sediment inside of a Dallas Cowboys building is it's like Super Bowl or bust always because you're America's team, right? That's just how it works when you're that's not how it works when you're the Arizona Cardinals quarterback. It's not how it works when you're the Miami Dolphins quarterback. But like with the Dallas Cowboys, that's just the mantra. It's like even whether it's right or wrong from an outside perspective, that's the reality yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in Dallas, right? It's like you're either the winner or you're not. And 
the one what's interesting with this DAC contract though is he is only 27, which is kind of crazy. He'll be 31 at the end of the contract. So it's not like he is far from over in his career. But how, you know, for me, I agree with you in the sense that they had to sign him. But at the same time, it's like, are you going to win a Super Bowl? Is he really Probably a top tier quarterback? Like to yeah. me, I think it's hard because I think it's overpaying. Personally, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, this is how I see it. I think Dak is like that really fine in between here. Like you can't argue the Russell Wilsons or the Aaron Rodgers. Dak's like the one that's a little arguable, like the Kirk Cousins and the all these guys. And for me, I'd almost rather have had that huge amount of cap space to sure up the rest of the team. And I think there's a lot of viable quarterbacks on the market that you could have fit into that system. And I think that's why the Seahawks are also considering moving off Russell Wilson. There's a lot of quarterbacks that can get it done. A Jameis Winston. I know it sounds crazy, but you can get Jameis Winston for 50 cents on the dollar and use all the other money on shoring up offensive line, shoring up a defense. I think you're kind of in the same situation. Sure. I mean, I don't know. My, my thing is more about if you're Dak, right? I mean, what's an extra three, four million a year? Why not just like swallow three or four? Like, I, I, this is more on Dak to me than anything else. Like, why do you need to be the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL? Like, at some point, is it about money or is it about winning? And it kind of like, I'm not trying to say Dak doesn't like to win. Everyone likes to win. But it just feels like this is more of a I'm trying to get paid situation than I'm trying to win situation. That's how I yeah. look at it. No, hundred percent. Although him signing the deal did help them on the uh salary cap. I know that it's twenty two point million instead of thirty seven million on the on the cap if they had to tag him. Okay. But but this is where you know just from what I've been listening around, I've been convinced in my head based off other people's opinions and Twitter and reading and other podcasts is that I would rather distribute that money elsewhere. And yes, you could say it's on Dak too. Like, do you have to be the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL? Or could you've been the sixth, right? That's, but, that's what I mean. That's kind of what I mean. Like, it's kind of on him. Like, why are you going to go? Like, don't you rather, wouldn't you rather win? Like take a little, just a little less. I'm not saying like, I know he took so much less and he's probably like, I haven't been paid. I've been paid in peanuts in Cracker Jack since I've been drafted in the third round, but still like, you know, $50 million in endorsements as well, though. So. Yeah, and you're the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Like, you're going to make it in the back end anyway. And especially if you win, you'll make it even bigger on the back end as the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Yeah, I guess for me, I, I, I see that side of it too. But a lot of times mm. it's like, I'm not trying to count other people's pockets, right? It's like, God damn, if he wants yeah, to isn't money, it? Isn't it easy to count other people's money and be like, oh, I should have took less? Like, it's yeah. so easy. Like when somebody's asking me, will you take a million dollars less? I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I would. I would. In, in in that sense, sure. In the sense of sports, yes, because I I think I'd understand the benefit of building around me and what that means for endorsements and what that means for my next contract if we do well and if I win, yeah. right? Well, and but, I think in business too, right? I think people should always think like that. Like, if I take less and it makes a better product around me, does that mean I will be rewarded down the line more? And the answer is usually probably yes. Yeah, it is, but. Yes, you're right. But still, that's why I think the Cowboys should have held their ground more. And that's, I guess yeah. there's two sides to it. There's either the, should he take less or should the Cowboys have held their ground more? I just see it, and I could, this could be wrong, but the problem mm -hmm. is there's a lot of quarterbacks this year that are like taking a risk on them quarterbacks, like so the true. Sam Darnolds, the Cam Newtons of last year, the 
Marcus Mariota. There's a lot of like quarterbacks yeah. you can Jameis Winston, Taysom yeah. Hill. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of quarterbacks you can like, okay, let's trade for this guy and try it. That I almost I'm like I'm almost like, man, would the Cowboys have been better off of Jameis or like Sam Darnold at um two million dollars a year, like a small salary, and then like had 50 million to build their defense? Maybe. But like that's where it's like you can't you don't know because you Sam Darnold might suck. <laughs> Yeah, hindsight is 50, 50, 2020, 50-50. Hindsight is 2020, but like, yeah, I kind of agree. Like, look, I don't think Sam Darnold's better than Dak Prescott. I don't think Jameis Winston right now is better than Dak Prescott. But I see your point here. But at the same time, you know, you have the quarterback. He knows the system. Uh, he's been in the building. You know the guy, too. I mean, there, there, there is value in knowing the guy, knowing what kind of leader he is and what kind of person he is, right? Like, there, there is value in that as well. There is. I mean, I can't lie about that. <laughs> but is it a $37 million more value? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know. I see I, your I, point. I, I totally see your point. I, I just, I don't, I don't have this deck. Like usually I have strong, like opinions on things. I don't have a strong opinion on this either way. Yeah. I feel like you, you had to pay him because he's your quarterback. But at the same time, I do think he's probably overpaid. But then again, everyone's getting overpaid. Yes, but so so I know one thing that me and you have usually thought, and this is a, this is my counter to something you usually say, which is I think yesterday we did a little, uh, what are those Twitter spaces, Twitter rooms, the new Twitter thing? Twitter spaces. Yeah, and we'll be back on one probably later today. Yeah, later tonight or something. And uh, I... You, you said the, the key thing that a lot of people have said. So it's not like a you fault. And I've said the same thing, yeah. which is like, you got to just pay your quarterback, right? Because the mm-hmm. salary cap always goes up and this and this. But uh, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasters, John Middlecoff, um, who I have DM back and forth before about coming on this show. So we got to get him on this podcast. He's got to be part of the George Rule Brothers podcast. Like, it, it just, you know. I feel like John Milkoff's got to come on and, and and try this podcast. But you're welcome on the show, John. I'm not yeah. saying DM'd you, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll welcome you on with open arms. Oh yeah, and I know he's trying to move to Scottsdale. He's part of Colin Cowherd's network. Like there's a lot of similarities, you know. Yeah, yeah. He he said the key thing. He was like, "We have seen way too many teams give this excuse of you got to pay your quarterback because it it was right for the last like five years before that, but as of late." You just had the Rams regret every moment with Jared Goff. And you just had the Eagles. Weirdly, I don't know what, we can't explain what happened to Carson Wentz, but they regret it and had to trade Carson Wentz. And you've even had teams like, um, uh, there was one more example, like Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. I mean, they went further with Case Keenum still, right? (laughs) As good as... Which is crazy, even though because Kirk did win a playoff game. Like yeah, Kirk yeah. Cousins is, I'm not a big Kirk Cousins guy. You are, but like he, he's a little much more no, no, criticized than he should be. Correct, but I mean Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl, right? But like you got to remember, or getting paid, though. Let's 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 yes, keep that in mind. That's exactly. why he probably went to the Super Bowl, and that's the exact point, right? We've done a lot. And Carson Wentz was winning more before he got paid, and. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo has gotten this big extension with Super Bowl, and now he's getting hurt a lot. There's just been a lot of situations lately, which doesn't make it right or wrong, but this is my argument for why you're overpaying Dak is the Jared Goff and the Carson Wentz's of the world. We've seen more more recently than we did before in the past of teams regretting the contracts, which right. it used to be it used to be what you said, where it's like, 
we have to pay him and it works out usually. Yeah, but then like the, let's say use Jimmy Garoppolo, for example. I think he was like the sixth highest paid or four, third highest paid quarterback when he signed that contract. Here we are three years later. I think he's like the 11th highest paid quarterback in the NFL now. And get, But guess what, George? There's still rumors of what? Oh, I'm moving on. Of I know. I'm just saying I, I wonder if three years from now we'll look at Dak's contract and be like, oh, he's like the ninth highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Maybe, but you still if, – if he's going to be the ninth highest paid quarterback and be the – 10th, 11th, 12th best quarterback, that's when it becomes a problem, right? Where sure, sure. I'm Jared just saying, Goff's like, a great example. Jared Goff yeah. became a top 10 paid quarterback and then started producing like a top 20. He, well, he yeah. was horrible at the end of it's, the last year. Same with Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, totally. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I don't have a strong opinion on the Dak Prescott contract either way. It's, it's yeah. one of like, and the guy, you know me, I always have strong opinions on some stuff. I have no opinion on this one for some reason. I, I and I know why. It's because Dak is so like in so middle of the road. Like I feel the same way because he's yeah. like, I can't say he's overrated and I can't say he's underrated. He's just like he's definitely not underrated. Well now, but, but, but he's definitely it, not it, overrated. Yeah, but he's he's just like he's good. I don't know if it's worth the money. I can't argue that it's not or that it is. It's just he's good and it's a very much, and I don't usually say this, but it really is a very much wait and see type of situation. Yeah. We're going to find well, it. I, I'm kind of glad the story's over about like, we've been hearing about him trying to sign his contract for years now and like, all right, cool. It's signed. Let's move on. Let's play football. That's true. <laughs> well, George, I want to mention a quick topic that we had because it relates to Dak. It doesn't relate to Dak Prescott, but one of Dak Prescott's biggest supporters is Mr. Skip Bayless of FS1. Yeah. And Skip Bayless, one first of all, first and foremost. First of all, before before you continue, you could be the quarterback of a Cal- Dallas Cowboys and he support you. And it doesn't matter who it is. it's not Dak, it's just a star. Well, he's one of the biggest Dallas Cowboys supporters yeah. in the world. Um, and he first of all re-signed a NBA size contract of eight uh-huh. e- or four years, 32 million with FS1, which just <laughs> absolutely blew our mind. There's yeah, I wish I brought this topic up, but there is a list of like NBA players that make less than Skip Bayless. So it was really funny. And, uh, but LeBron James is not one of them. Not one of them. But there's a lot of like decent players. Like Robert Covington makes less than Skip Bayless. Um, but I saw this tweet. The sight of Skip Bayless. Oh, first of all, all right. Skip Bayless could star in a solo courtroom debate show. Skip Bayless could start in a Judge Judy like courtroom show on FS1 where he sits in judgment on sports debates. So they're considering doing a hit similar to Judge Judy where you literally have him, Judge Skip, settling sports debates in the world. Well, let me just tell you real quick, like, all right, it sounds like a cute idea and it sounds like a cute show. No one's watching it. I think a lot of people would watch the first couple weeks, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, you watch the first couple weeks, like... But you don't want to get – look, people like talking about sports. People like listening to people talk about sports. I don't think necessarily people love the, the gimmick side of it, right? Like I think people like to watch uh, – shoot, let me think of a example. Bill Simmons' podcast was really, really – is re- still really, really, really well-received well-liked and well-respected around the industry. And there's no one who doesn't, you know, most people love to listen to Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons had an HBO show and it was quite kind of quirky. It was actually kind of entertaining. I didn't dislike it. Uh, he actually had a court. Remember, he actually had that judge seg- segment where, um, what's that his was name? Funny. That's a skit though. That was different. Yeah, it was a skit. 
what is this going to be? Is he really a judge or is he kind of a skidding it too? I don't know what it's going to be. I, you know what I, mean? like, I strongly, strongly disagree with you. I think it would actually do really big numbers because it's Skip Bayless and he causes controversy. But I agree with you that that I don't like gimmicks. And I think the reason FS1 has become more of a place where people watch sports more than that's ESPN. Where was, that's where I was going. On gimmicks. So I think it would be way too gimmicky, but it would bring a lot – of um, I actually think it's a cooler concept if you had someone that's a little more reasonable than Skip Bayless, and it wasn't so like, like if you had like a mock-up cool concept of like judging sports takes with somebody that's not like extreme. I think it's mm-hmm. cool, but it becomes very gimmicky when it's Skip Bayless because you know it's going to be like a LeBron James is not a top five player ruled like, and you're like, yeah. okay, this is getting stupid. Yeah, I I, I just don't like the idea personally, but, uh, but you know, I, I think it's too gimmicky for me. It's pretty gimmicky, but it's kind of funny. Um, okay, George, I'm going to give you one more quick football topic, and then we're going to have uh, a couple of basketball topics, okay? All right. Michael Brockers of the Los Angeles Rams says he's crossing his fingers, hoping Russell Wilson gets traded. Uh, you said He said you hope whatever you hear is true, and he's out of here. I don't want to chase him around twice a year. Um, he said, for the most part, he's a phenomenal player. But if he chooses to leave and leave the division, it would make it a little bit easier for us, but to each his own. So, obviously, the Cowboys are probably off the table now, which a lot of people saw that as like a relief for Seahawks fans. Like, okay, there's one team that he's not going to, unless there's a sign trade. But really, it was like kind of a, okay, that's one team crossed off. Yep, exactly. Um, but Michael Brockers said they'd love to have him out of division. And I think that's kind of a – that's what kind of bums me out when I hear about these rush trades because then you see guys like this, a Rams player talking about why he'd be so excited to get Russ out of Seattle. And you realize, as Seahawks fans, we have a pretty amazing quarterback in Russell Wilson. And it would suck to be without a quarterback like that. No, it would. But at the end of the day, like – it's seeming more and more likely that this Russ situation is going to resolve itself. At first I was kind of like uh, about three or four days ago, I kind of thought that Russell Wilson was not going to be the Seattle Seahawks quarterback. Uh, It feels like things are resolving themselves. I went and I put out this video in an Instagram post and I was saying at the end of the day, they don't have to get along, right? Pete and Russ don't have to get along. Um, LeBron and coaches have not gotten along in the past. Um, Kobe and Phil Jackson didn't get along. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady obviously didn't get along. Um, Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy weren't buddies. I mean, it came out later uh, after Tom Brady left New England and all the years they he was coached by Bill Belichick and never even went out to dinner once. Not one time did he go out to dinner, but you don't have to be buddy-buddy to work with people. You're going to work with a lot of people you don't like in life. And I don't even necessarily think Russ and Pete Carroll don't like each other. I think they're fine. I, I don't think they have a bad relationship. I don't think they have the world's greatest relationship, but they're fine. So I think this is just going to resolve itself. I, I Or at least maybe I'm being too optimistic, but I, I've always been the guy, right, Sammy? That's like, you know what? If Russ leaves, let him leave. Like I've always felt like Russ, Russ gets too much – that can never take any blame by the Seattle media, but like that's kind of my thing. But the more you think about it, he's still the greatest quarterback and maybe the greatest athlete in Seattle history. And you don't want to lose that at any point. Yeah. That's where you don't want to lose that. But at the end of the day, if you're right, 
it's fine to work with people you don't get along with, but it depends if you're okay with that. So obviously well, that's Tom Brady, great point, Sammy. Tom Brady was okay with that. Don't need to be best friends, but I have a great coach. I'm a great quarterback. We're gonna make it work. If Russell Wilson doesn't want to make it work, then he has or to get Pete Carroll. Yeah, or Pete Carroll. But obviously, Pete Carroll doesn't. I mean, if Pete Carroll didn't want it to work, he would have sent him out by now. I mean, but look at Pete Carroll, Sammy. I was thinking about this. Anytime someone got a little bit more outspoken than Pete Carroll, like they're off the team. Yeah, but that's. I mean, I've kind of agreed with most of them. Because that's a different type of outcome. Yeah, I, I agree with most of them too, but we don't know how he looks at it, right? Yeah, I, but I mean, a lot of that, I guess to me, that was more defending Russell Wilson. I felt like he always was like, he was defending Russell Wilson, like Richard Sherman in the defense, like talking shit about Russell. He's defending Russell more than defending himself. This mm -hmm. one's a little different. I feel like it's him trying to defend himself. So I don't really know how it's going to be handled. But I agree with you. You can work with people you don't like. As long as you're both on the same page that we're going to try to make it work. Now, I don't know if Russ is because to me, it's a fucking weird move that Russell Wilson came out and was like, oh, I don't want to be traded. But if you're going to trade me, let me tell you where I've considered already. Like, yeah. really? Why have you considered that then? I know. It's a little frustrating. But I mean, let's let this work itself out. I really do believe it's going to work itself out. I don't think Russell Wilson will be traded. I, I, I've gone back and forth on this 350 times. But today... I don't think he's going to be traded. Talk to me tomorrow. I'll probably be like, yeah, Russ is out. <laughs> That's true. All right, George. We have three more topics. All right. Okay? And, and we have about 15 more minutes before. And we have we a voicemail. Huh? And we have I a know. voicemail. So we have four. I have a, we have a voicemail from my girlfriend as our first uh, sibling segment on the show. And I don't even know what it is, actually, because I think she's saying that she did a different story. Um, but we'll get to that at the end here. We're going to do a little speed round of three topics here. Well, two right. topics, and then we'll get into to a couple more really quick, George. I know we have a few minutes. We can save one of those for next week because uh, we, we can have a little bit shorter one today if you want because uh, I we are on a time crunch. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm just okay. saying let's, let's, just, let's just go through these topics because Mr. George has his vax. Vax on tap. You know what I mean? Um, I wanted to mention LeBron James giving all the love – to Steph Curry during the All-Star game. First and foremost, All-Star game, awfully boring. Uh, mm -hmm. LeBron didn't play much. Uh, defense is non-existent. The dunk contest is one of the worst I've ever seen in my life. Just and an I, average All-Star game. And I have decided that Giannis did not deserve the MVP. Either Steph or Dame did. Like now thinking about it and just remembering that game. Giannis did go 16 for 16. But I mean, like I think he was 12 for 12 in like the first – 15 minutes of the game when no one played defense and he was just going down the lane and dunking the ball and no one really cared to play any defense. So really like, okay, cool. <laughs> that's true. Like that's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, like that's great. Giannis. I mean, obviously he wanted the MVP. Yeah. I mean, we, while Dame and Steph were pulling up from half court, at least making it a little more entertaining than like, well, I mean, either way it's a joke, but I mean, still like, I feel like I, I kind of feel like Dame deserved it. Like Dame, only so the Portland Trailblazer fans would stop talking about like Dame's un un disrespected. Like, uh, yeah, cool. He's, like, I think, I think, I think Dame. I love Damian Lillard. I just don't like Damian Lillard fans because they all think he's disrespected. And I don't think anyone in, the, in who watches basketball doesn't like Damian Lillard. Have you ever met anyone's like, you know, who I don't like Damian Lillard. I think everyone likes him. I don't know why Blazer fans are so defensive about it, no one respecting him. I don't know anyone who doesn't respect Damian Lillard. 
Yeah, I mean, Damian Lillard is pretty amazing. Yeah, I know. Like, pretty if, simple. If you listen to Blazer fans, they're like, you know, the most disrespected player in the league, who Damian Lillard. Like, no, I think everyone respects him. Yeah, he's just not going to win because he's on the Blazers. Yeah, exactly. Um, LeBron James George had a love fest for Steph Curry. Now, I enjoyed this because, yeah. like, it's kind of fun. But after the game, well, first of all, during the game, LeBron was doing the the uh, the chalk toss, and Steph Curry went under him and was like smiling, high fiving. Um, they were, you know, he made a couple passes to him for three. Got excited, and after the game, he said, "I finally got to share the court with Steph Curry. Well overdue, and I loved every se- single second." Hashtag greatest shooter of all time. Hashtag changed how the game is played by himself alone. Hashtag respect beyond words and hashtag just some kids born in Akron. Now, first and foremost, I know we have some critique of the hashtags. Yeah. I, I was going to say, um, I, I asked Sammy, do you think LeBron James knows the actual proper use of hashtags and how to use them? I'm going to go yes. with no. Cause I've always seen him always strive for greatness. Greatness isn't achieved easily. I am LeBron James and this is my hashtag. Like, all right, dude, I get it. Like, See, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Okay. Because I know I'm wrong, James himself can make hashtags. Exactly. It's different when you're, if you click, if you click on hashtag, changed how the game is played by himself alone, there are hundreds of tweets, maybe thousands. I know. No, I, I totally agree. LeBron is a trendsetter, obviously. Like, I'm just joking around. But I do have a theory on this one, Sammy, believe it or not. I know what your theory is. No, what, I know you don't. I, I've changed my theory. Oh, what's your theory? He wants to play with him one day? No, no, nothing nothing like that. LeBron James and Steph Curry do not like each other. There was a lot of bad beef between Steph Curry and LeBron James. Obviously, LeBron James doesn't like Steph Curry for the longest of time. And it seemed like Steph Curry was annoyed by LeBron James as well. I think they actually squashed some beef in the locker room during this All-Star break. And they had a talk. And whether Steph or LeBron went up to each other and said, like, hey, man, I know we've had, we used to be friends. We had some bad beef. What's going on? It's nice to play with you. I think they just squashed something in the locker room, and they're just normal people. Sometimes people have beefs, and they don't like each other. They're competitors. I actually think LeBron and Steph did, had a problem with each other, and they squashed it during this All-Star break. Wow. Maybe because, I mean, I think we've heard on other podcasts or just like from NBA sources that like – there is beef between them, right? Isn't yeah. that like a known thing that like, like known thing? Like they don't like each other. Yeah, and and that's coming from where, like they used to like each other early in the careers. Well, remember then, LeBron James used to go to Dayton to watch Davidson. To sorry, watch, to watch Steph. Yeah, and then they like actually had a relationship, and then when Steph started winning, which it's not ultimately Steph versus LeBron. There's been a, obviously there's a lot of KD involved in there. Yeah, but, and a lot of other players on the court always. Yeah, so but. It just seemed like some of the things LeBron did during – it was honestly – they both – you know what's hard is they're both ultimate competitors. You have LeBron who is blocking Steph Curry's in finals and like basically looking down on him like, bitch boy, remember that? Like, Yeah, yeah. And, like, and, then, you had, and then you had the one where the in overtime the Warriors were winning and Steph like tried to block LeBron James and like probably could have hurt him. Yeah, and, and you've had – and you have Steph Curry in general who shimmy shakes after shots. Yeah. Like – looks at other benches and, you know, gives him a yeah. little shimmy shimmy and, you know, throws, throws his mouth guard at people in Cleveland and, 
competitors and act like little bitches sometimes. Yeah, That's why. they both do actually, and I like both of them. Um, but no, I I just think they squash some type of beef for because you know I didn't think that I actually thought my other theory I I told you earlier which I thought maybe LeBron's like oh Steph's team is not a threat anymore which is they're not right now, but the whole thing of Steph Curry going to LeBron while he's doing the chalk toss and like that was really friendly. That's not just that's like 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 we're buddies. We're buddies. Like I think they squashed some beef in the locker room. It could be, or just in general. Maybe it wasn't in the locker room. Maybe it was uh, like- in general. Yeah, in general. Yeah, because he picked him before yeah. before the games. Yeah. I mean, he picked him on his team. So maybe they squashed him beef earlier this year or in the bubble. You never. Oh no, he wasn't yeah, in the bubble. No, Steph wasn't in the bubble. So I don't know when they would have. It might have been. Yeah, maybe it was this, or maybe just like he picked him, and LeBron's plan was like, "Hey, like I'm gonna pick him just so we can like, you know, yeah. not be a like." Rival. Yeah, maybe I have no idea. I mean, it's just a theory. Like I, I don't, I don't know. Well, I was thinking, George. I think I tweeted this yesterday. Would that not be the greatest duo like ever? Just everything involved, not just talent, but like if Steph and LeBron were on the same team, just like the duo. Everything, the personalities, the the way they the style, the lot like how perfect it would work perfectly together. The way Steph moves without the basketball better than any player in the history of NBA moves without the basketball. LeBron James can find and pick spots of passing better than maybe any player in the history of basketball, especially shooters, because of the way he brings in the defense. Yeah, so they would just be the perfect combination, and the personalities and the like. I don't know. It's everything about it. And they're both born in Akron and they're in the and same they both hospital. have like the worst fan bases. Like the LeBron stands suck. The Steph Curry stands suck. And the people who argue against them suck. Like I'm, you know me, I, I think LeBron is absolutely amazing. I think Steph's absolutely amazing. I just don't understand why people can't like vanilla and chocolate ice cream. Interesting. That's a good point. I mean, you can also, I mean, I'm not a big fan of chocolate ice cream. I like vanilla ice cream, but that's I'm not. You could like both. You could, but sometimes you don't. I know. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, why can't you, right? Like, I feel like if you defend. Well, Steph, I understand. Yeah, because if, if you put out a good, like a pro Steph tweet, all of a sudden you have like 25 people responding to you about Damian Lillard and LeBron. If you put out a LeBron tweet, all of a sudden you have like 100 people responding to you about Steph Curry or KD. And it's like, dude, I can like both. You, you actually, yeah, you can. You can't. Um, George, we, we're going to do our final segment here of sibling stories. Okay. Oh, I'm excited for this because this is our first one. This is our first one. What we're going to try to do is you can go to anchor.fm slash pod that, P-O-D that, the name of this podcast, and you can press leave a message and give us your best sibling story. It can be sports related. It can be non-sports related. If you don't have a sibling, give us whatever. Like, and make it, it a cousin. Also, it could also be a, uh, a question. Yeah, a sibling question. Yeah. But try to keep it somewhat sibling related. And uh, make it a question, make it a story, make it an idea. Anything. It's it's called sibling hour, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Siblings on tap. So this is sibling hour. And we had my girlfriend, Aaron Scott, leave the first one and i haven't heard it yet so i'm not really quite sure i thought i heard the story and i think she's doing something different um and so we have a voice message george says from scooter which is what i call her it's her nickname so 
Let's give this one a listen. Okay, so I grew up playing softball um, for 10 years, and I played with both of my siblings. I'm in the middle. Um, and there are plenty of funny and embarrassing stories that we had growing up. But one that I remember in particular was when I played high school ball with my sister. Um, and I batted three in the lineup, and she batted four. So we purposefully chose the numbers six and nine so that on all of our lineup cards, we had the number 69 written on it. Um, we pitched and played second. We always stood next to each other. So um, we always just had the number 69 pretty much everywhere on the field. And we had my mom take pictures of us. We always thought we were so hilarious. Looking back on it, super embarrassing. And our coach was definitely annoyed of us, but we thought we were so funny. I like that one. I had no idea that your girlfriend was such a fan of the number 69, Sammy. 69 jokes. They're the best jokes. Um, let's try to stay as appropriate as possible here. This is a boss move, I have to admit. Like, well, like especially for high school. Like, as she said, it's embarrassing because as a high schooler, you're like, this is so funny. <laughs> well, it's always funny, right? I mean, you have to see Rob Gronkowski's in his 30s and still making these type of jokes. I mean, these jokes just never get old. I mean, that's why people love the office. That's why they love that. That's what she said. <laughs> and like okay. these jokes are they're, they're look cheap comedy. It's cheap. Like it's quick. But it's great. Yeah, and that's why I like it. My thing is, like, you know, these days, a lot of people get sensitive to a lot of jokes. But this is, like you said, why the show like The Office or Seinfeld or Kirby Enthusiasm? Or like you said, Rob Gronkowski is a funny guy because of doing things like, hey, we're two teammates and we line up next to each other. We're going to wear the numbers six and nine and make it 69. Especially at a high school. I like that one. And I know George, George always... George, no matter how old he gets, he always does the when somebody says something about 69. I know you, George. You go, huh? 69. <laughs> nice. But yeah, the joke never gets old. And that was our first sibling hour by my girlfriend. And I did hear that story in the past. And I did, I, I now I remember because I was like, you can use that on our sibling stories because that's funny. Absolutely. And it's inappropriate. And people love inappropriateness. Exactly. Yeah, the more, the, the, yeah, slightly inappropriate, but as the more inappropriate you get, the more likely I'm gonna love it. So yeah. always the more likely it. you're gonna be featured. Don't keep it classy, pod batters. Pod batters, do not keep it classy. Actually, we don't really. Like, we're not sibling hour is not for boring stories. No, so. no, no. This is stuff you tell when you're when you're drinking with your siblings. Yeah, I like that. Thank you, Aaron, to my girlfriend. Shout out um, for being the first sibling hour of the podcast. And now for anybody that wants to do it and we we're going to, here's the thing. You got to leave a good story like that because like George said, the more appropriate it is the more likely you're going to be on the show. So go to anchor a N C H O R dot F M slash pod that that's where first and foremost, you can actually find all our episodes there, all the platforms that they're on, wherever you listen to your podcast and you can press message and leave us a voicemail with your favorite sibling story, sibling sports story, questions, thought, whatever. If you want to be on Sibling Hour, something sibling-related, throw it on there um, to be featured on Pod That with the Jarjour brothers. Great, Boom. great. Boom. All right, Sammy, it's time to go get vaccinated. It's time to go get vaccinated. Good luck. Um, stay safe out there. And if you guys want to find us, like I said, you can find us at that web address, at Pod That, P-O-D That, 
on all platforms and at the sports on tap for our main brand. And of course, at the sports on George, this was episode 701. Big time. And uh, I'm, I'm really, you know, I really enjoyed this one. Can't lie. It's a good one. Yeah. All right, man. Take Much it easy. love. Happy, happy Tuesday. And this is the sports on tap, George. And this is sports. Oh, this is the internet. Boom. Much love. Peace.